0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath Geeks Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adrian, and right here with me, and my co-host is Spells. How you doing today? You know,
1: I'm good, man. It's a holiday, so I didn't have to work, so it don't get too much better than that. How about
0: you? Yeah, you're right about that. It was a holiday. I was traveling the whole holiday, but it was all worth it. You know, you know how it is. But did, I mean, we we, we haven't we haven't been doing this in a while. What, what what wait? What were you about to say? I said, where did you end up going? No, I just went back home to visit. uh well, not home. But I went back to um my mom's house to go visit her. I think mm-hmm. visit family? I felt that. You know how, how it is? is. and yeah, she making it. She making it. She just wanted me to come down, spend some time, see her granddaughter. You know how it is. So
1: was it was like a four hour hike for you.
0: Yeah, a little four, four, almost five. Not that bad, not that bad. I leave overnight, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to really travel during the day and have to worry about it. I usually leave between, you know, 10 and 11 p.m. so I can get there about you know, two in the morning.
1: Uh, I normally leave at like 5 a.m. so I can get there Um, at like 9 or whatever see you know, i right just i don't basement.
0: like that 7 a.m traffic but i guess if you go on a weekend it's not that big a deal but i left on a friday i don't like that 7 a.m traffic true true yeah i try to avoid it altogether but yeah um like i said we were haven't been we haven't been in it for a while you know but we, we jumping back into it and i haven't been i haven't discussed this on here yet i was waiting i was waiting to discuss it but um this Ben Simmons situation. What what are your initial thoughts? What what were your initial thoughts on here?
1: Uh, well, when the <clears throat> when they initially when he initially requested a trade, I like, all right, makes sense. Uh, it kind of makes sense on both sides. I, I felt like it's Ben ran this course, but um, the what kind of made it tricky was he was trying to force a trade with like four years left on his deal. Which is kind of tricky from a leverage standpoint, but the team was willing to work with it. But then, where it really got tricky was the front office asking for like so much in return, off of what's clearly a either a mentally or fundamentally damaged product. And so you you asking for like a a treasure chest of return for a product that one doesn't want to play for you, two, offensively has not produced. Up to his, I guess, potential is maybe what you would call it.
0: Yeah, just say he hasn't he hasn't improved offensively since the rookie year.
1: Yeah, he he, he hasn't added any nuances to his game that's that's apparent to the naked eye. Is I think it's politically correct way to say it. So, in, in short, Ben Sam, Ben Simmons should get traded. It probably will get traded, and it'll probably be for less than what he's worth. But. It's more than what Philly deserves to get for him considering the circumstances in which they are trading them. But it's really all a clusterfuck. I can't wait for it to be over.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing about it. At first, you know, I, I like Ben Simmons. I'm a big fan of Ben Simmons. At first I was like, Okay, cool, get trade. He requested trade. Cool, go ahead and get something for him. Go ahead like just like you said, I feel like it's already ran its course. I feel like that um combo wasn't working anymore. They've tried different, you know you know support pieces around that combination and it still wasn't working so it was like it was time to break it up but the only thing where i stopped rocking with Ben was when he started doing all this drama queen stuff like at first it was like cool cool whatever you don't want to play for him you made it know you don't want to play for him cool that's all all good but then when you get to the ghosting them and ghosting Joel and B and then talking about X, Y, and Z, how you can't play for them, how you can't do this, and you're not showing up, and you're doing this and that, and all the extra stuff is where I, he kind of lost me, especially when he was complaining about the team. And, and B said it correctly when he was like, like, this team has been built to fit your needs. This team has mm-hmm. been built to fit my needs. It's been built to fit your needs. And basically, like, you're not succeeding when we're building around you. Instead of you know any other person is going to say we build around Embiid and Embiid's clearly the best player on the team, but Embiid was always like I'm cool. Anytime they ever disrespected Ben Simmons over the last few years, Embiid was like Nah. He he was he always defended him. He rocked with him. He didn't when they were talking about how he's always shooting three pointers. He's not really getting that back to basket game. He's not doing what would make him because they're like people always complain like Shaq and them always talked bad about Embiid saying yeah he doesn't play like a traditional big he's supposed to be getting down like pounding he tries to shoot too many jump shots but it's like you got to remember there's context he's shooting jump shots because he has to have spacing for Ben Simmons but Embiid didn't complain he was just like yeah he gonna do whatever he has to do he just he that's his guy he's rocking with him but then Ben Simmons flips the switch well I mean this is all we've seen in the media we don't know what's going on behind closed doors but that's that's what he's saying, in in front of everybody, and that's what he's saying, like to all of us. That's all we know. And Ben Simmons over here talking about, like, you know, X, Y, and Z. He can't play. He can't do this, and he can't do that. And he's calling out Embiid, and it's like, and he don't want to play with Embiid anymore. That's where he kind of lost me because it's kind of, it's just kind of like you breaking an unwritten rule because he defended you that whole time, but then you come out and you don't do that same thing. Even if y'all aren't cool, even if you weren't ready to go. He defended you and kept it professional. That's the least you could have did. That, right. That's kind of where he
1: looked. And it is one of those cases where in terms of this trade, the less you say, the better. Just because no one, no one's viewing Ben in, like, the brightest of lights right now. Like, everybody knows he's super talented. And, like, he should be a hot commodity. But, like, the more that comes out about how he's handling shit, it's just the less favorably it paints so him as, like, a locker room personality. Because, like... I don't know something about your whole team wanting to come see you and you're turning them away just like yeah, you saved them like the flight mileage, but at the same time, you kind of owe it to them to hear them out because they rode with you just like you rode with them, so I mean, I'm kind of like you I't do really like how Ben's been handling this drama wise, but procedure wise i mean he I feel like he's kind of he was kind of trying to play hardball even acting like he was going to lose out on a whole bunch of money. But as we saw today.
0: Yeah, he's coming back. He said, well, they said here he's leaning towards coming back. And it's like, and then everybody was talking about like all these other reporters saying that like Woj and Sham said he's leaning to coming back. But then you all saw these small time reporters said he is coming back. So we see he's going to be there at the beginning of the season. So after all this drama and all this crying, you're just going to come back. Like, no, stick to what you said. Stick to what you said. And you said you were going to stick it out. You're not playing for them ever again. you you not playing until you get traded. You don't care how much money you lose out. But then you saw that they had moved you, and you saw that you didn't have the leverage you thought you had. And now it's like, oh, never mind. Let me go ahead and just rock it out. And it's like that's you can't do that anymore now because that bridge is already burnt. Like if you would have said you wanted to trade, but then still play cool, play with your teammates, play with everything, everything could have still been cool until you got traded. But once you start calling out your teammates, you start talking about the organization, you start becoming a, a cancer. You can't just flip a switch and try to come back. That's not how that works.
1: Right, and it's just like it. It the on pro the on court product isn't going to look as good either, because I mean he, the position he plays is a position of chemistry. If you don't have chemistry with anybody on your team, because one, they're preparing to play without without you; two, you disparage the talent on the team and just pretty much shit it on them. It's just, it's just not a good fit, man. It's it's kind of we keep we keep bringing Ben's name up on this, but I'm really bringing the GM. Plain and simple, because it shouldn't have been a hard deal to make. Like, I'm sure once the news broke, you had like. At least five offers that were probably low balls, but you, yeah, but you can yeah, Daramore
0: he he did get low balls, but he he wanted to get that he wanted to get that giant package to get you know the get for him because he last year just this time last year the um what's called the trade offers for Ben Simmons were really really good when they were thinking about trading him um before that draft with Lamelo and all them like Ben Simmons trade value was really high and now after a year it's really low so. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of difficult situation to be in. Not to cut you off, I mean, like it's kind of difficult situation to be in I mean, because it's
1: not that difficult.
0: It's I not. mean, it is because you want to make that team. You are supposed to be coming in here to make a championship team, and now somebody's value who was you could have got a ton for it. now. It's like okay, I can get a starter caliber player, um, maybe one one or two young guys, and a first maybe two first, but then you have to remove one of those young guys. That's kind of the packages they're getting. And it's kind of like, uh, at first we were getting like borderline all-stars or a young talent that could become a superstar and stuff like that. Like they're, they're, the trade packages were ridiculous. So I, I get not wanting to do it at first. But I, I agree that it should have been done already. After like that first week or two and you saw the situation wasn't getting better, he kept running his mouth. Before the trade value taint completely, you should have just made a deal and just been like, get something out of it. Um, kind of like the A D thing. Like they that's not that's probably not the best possible deal they could have got, but it's like get something. Get 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 something out of it. But Ben's also hurting it because he's saying he doesn't want to play for certain teams, which doesn't make sense to me because like you said at the beginning, you have four years on your contract. You don't have that leverage to be like, I'm only gonna play for certain teams. It's like if we trade you to a team what are you gonna do just sit out then you're just losing all that money and everything and that that's just how you're gonna go for the rest of your career then you're gonna end up getting you're gonna get to the point where you get blackball out of the league because people are like we don't even want to deal with the the drama like the talents there but let's not act like we haven't seen it plenty of time maybe not in the nba as much as we've seen in other like sports like the nfl and stuff like where you have a talented player but they're not worth the headache so you don't even keep them so that's where it's going to lean to if he keeps he keeps this up. Like, I don't want to play for them. Well, tough. You have four years on your contract. You got to tough it out those four years and then figure it out after that. Then you're a free agent. You can choose where you want. Or you can just retire if you don't want to play that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, once again, it's, it's a clusterfuck, man. But at least he's coming back to some type of, I won't even call it resolution, but it's some type of return to normalcy for the team. Don't have to field questions for it, Ben. Ben can answer his own questions. But, I mean, if you're the Sixers, man, you got to hate this move because, honestly, you you lose bargaining power. Because when he sat out, it was like, all right, damn. Like, there's no way to assess his value while he's sitting. So, it's either they give us what we asked for or we're not trading them. But now that he's playing, he's probably going to play bad because, once again, lack of chemistry. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But teams are gonna know he's better than he's playing, so he's still gonna lowball the Sixers, and the Sixers are gonna be they're gonna be forced to eventually just take the best lowball offer they got. Like mm-hmm. those offers aren't getting any better with time.
0: Just I just yeah, it's not it's not because even if he let's say best case scenario, he goes out, he plays, he comes back, he plays. He gets back to that where he's playing well again, where he gets to that all star level. But then people are like, we don't care about what you do in the regular season. We've we've seen every regular season that you can you can put it together. Our problem is in the playoffs when the game slows down, and you have to you have to do something else. You have your game has to adjust accordingly. And if you still can't shoot, and you're still clogging up paint, and you're still acting like you have these past few years. Then what what, what are we supposed to do? So. The regular season has never been the problem. It's always been the postseason because even if you look back all the way to his rookie year when he had that zero-point game against Boston, and it's kind of like – it's kind of similar to the Giannis thing, but it just didn't get as much attention to where you could either not guard him or you could clog the paint, and then you basically stopped him, and he was irrelevant for the rest of the game. So, it's so like, again, it's never been the regular season. It's the postseason. So, unless he comes out in the regular season these first, like – 10, 15 games, shooting the three, shooting like two threes a game, even if he's not hitting, because even like y'all like I said, again the, the honest thing, he doesn't always hit, he doesn't shoot the greatest, but he at least will shoot, continue to shoot, and then like you will eventually get that game where you hit one or two, and you're like, okay, I'm in a rhythm, I'm going to shoot a couple more, and then they have to guard you, and that opens up the game, opens up the court completely. So if he don't come out at least shooting like two to three threes a game, there's there's no way he can he can his – value can go back up. That's the only way he comes out at least trying to shoot. He doesn't have to shoot a great percentage or even a good percentage. He has to come out at least trying to shoot and showing that he is willing to change his game and adapt because that's what this comes down to. Nobody's complaining about Ben Simmons with anything else. They say defensively, he's a, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. Playmaking wise, he's one of the best play passers in the um, league. He's a six ten point guard. He's versatile. He can guard one through five basically. He can he can do it all on the court except for shoot the ball. I don't want to say he can't score the ball because we we saw him go out there in Utah and drop forty, just being aggressive. When Embiid mm-hmm. was out going out there and he just kept attacking the basket, attacking the basket, attacking the basket. He shot what was that like ten for eleven or eleven for twelve from the free throw line? I know it was something crazy. So it's showing that. He's capable of being aggressive and doing these things and having these big scoring performances. So that's not the problem. The problem is the shot and the confidence. So we we can, if we you come out there and show that you're willing to shoot, I think I think all is well. Everybody's like, okay, he's at least willing to. Let's make that trade. We'll take a risk, whatever, and we'll move on. Just go out there, close your mouth tell like Richwald all the like, like clutch that don't don't be come out promoting everything anymore and then then just handle business and move on and what's going on? like we're, I just got the notification right now Six is All-Star Ben Simmons has arrived in Philadelphia and took uh he took his covid test and he's arriving to workhouse so he's arriving so he's back
1: <sighs> what a loser <laughs> Because think about This how I know he didn't think this shit all the way through. And this is probably the first blip on, like, uh, I guess the first blemish on Rich Paul's, like, his record as far as, like, off-season negotiations and shit. Because think about it. I mean, you got
0: the Nerlens Noel thing. Huh? You got the Nerlens Noel thing. Remember when Nerlens Noel was with a different agent? But then they he reached, reached out to him and he was like, "Hey, don't take that contract from Dallas. I can get you a bigger contract and just sign this one year deal and I'll get you a bigger contract." And he convinced Nerlens Noel to do that, but then Nerlens Noel got hurt or whatever, and he didn't get a big contract and he hasn't made a contract as big as the one that they offered him when Rich Paul told him to decline it. That's so not on that Rich was, Paul. I remember that was a big huh?
1: That that's not really on Rich Paul though. But oh, I know a lot,
0: he, got, he caught a lot of heat for that because he told him to decline it because he could ensure he got a bigger contract the next year, but then it didn't work out.
1: I mean, if you want to consider that, that's fair. But this one is the one I actually think is – because this is the one where it's kind of totally in his control. Like, yeah, it's the client's decision, but Rich Paul pretty much handled step one to step now in this mm-hmm. whole process. And no one brought up that, like, yo – they say no, you just don't get paid for four years, my nigga. Like, because why why did Ben was so adamant of not showing up? And then I think he only missed one week of workouts. And when he saw that bank account was looking without that money, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's playing for the Sixers again after he said he wouldn't. And the the part that really let me let me know they weren't thinking was if you play worse, like we just talked about, your draft stock drops. I mean, you're not your draft stock, your trade stock drops. But if you play good, you're helping the team. Why would they trade you? You have four years left on your contract. You already showed that you can't hold out for shit. Uh, who's to say that Ben Simmons even gets traded this year?
0: Yeah. No, because... I mean, I see... I think they will, even... Like, worst case scenario, they wait all the way to the trade deadline. Because... The what's called the Sixers are trying to make it like they're trying to become a championship contender team. They're trying to contend. So, you know, I I don't see them like taking or ruining their chances to still try to contend because they don't want to trade Ben Simmons.
1: The, The Sixers aren't a championship contender missing Ben Simmons. Because what you get in return is not going to make you a contender this year. Most likely, I mean, depends
0: on depends on what the – I I actually like that Malcolm Brogdon um pick because Malcolm Brogdon, I think he's a really good point guard. I mean, he was he's a twenty and seven point guard that can shoot forty percent from the three. Has shown potential to shoot that well, and it's like even though he's an older point guard, still taking a because that's that's really what they need another point guard who will defend and space the floor, running the offense. To through and be and letting him be the number one option, that means Tobias Harris would have to step up. But then you can still have that. We've seen that you can have two star like you can run it like that. Not star like the second one doesn't have to necessarily be a star because Chris Middleton is good. I don't consider him like a star star. But you can have something like the you know have a good solid team around them and and be with a lot of shooters and stuff around them. I think I think it could work out. But who knows? I mean,
1: work out yes, but. Championship contender, you you need more than just one star, in my
0: opinion, to even make it past the semifinals, let alone winning it all. I mean, we've like we've seen this year. I mean, I'm, I know this year was different, but like we've seen this year, injuries happen, so anything can happen, and change a lot of things. So that's why I don't want to. I don't want to completely like count it out. That's 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 my thing.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I feel you That's fair. But, I don't know. We're nitpicking. We're nitpicking.
0: Yeah, we're nitpicking. Anyways, let's move on to the next one um, of Kyrie Irving. That's what we want to – We want. excuse me. We want to end the show talking about uh, this Kyrie Irving situation and how he said he's willing to retire or anything like that because he doesn't want to get vaccinated, which is his, is, is his right to not get vaccinated, but willing to not play any home games because of the vaccination. And – um, because Doris Burke was talking about it today at the game, uh, that little preseason game that he was, she was talking about it, saying that she thinks the Nets, which I, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. She says she doesn't think Brooklyn should play Kyrie at all this year because how much rotations matter in the NBA and getting the chemistry and getting the groove. And if they get, if they're like every other game, basically they're not playing with Kyrie. That can mess up like how things like how the rhythm and how the flow they're never going to get in the true true groove because it's like oh well we're going to play this style on this game but then our next game we're not going to play but then we have four away games in a row we just get, got through playing this style with Harden and KD only and now this fifth game we have to play adjusting back to Kyrie so what what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on that
1: uh. <sighs> It'll be a lot simpler and cleaner if Kyrie just got the vaccine. But it's kind of reality. You ask a lot of your coaches these days to navigate putting together a game plan with player with player A here and then making an, another game plan for when player B is not here. Like, that shit's a lot. Um, if I was Kyrie, man, like, honestly, if I'm a team, I'm telling Kyrie, then you, you got to retire, you got to get the shit. Because you're not just about to go to some other team and play half the games and cause me hell for half a season, and you're not—it's it's just too much, man. Like, I, I respect him for sticking to his values and stuff, but I don't know, man. Everybody else getting it—it's the rules. Get it or retire. I'm, I'm done with Kyrie, bro. It's—it's it's something every fucking all season with him. <laughs> it, 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 it really is, bro. Like, and this. This isn't fair because I understand the vaccine hesitancy, like to an extent. But he's a really smart dude, and this is just a really fucking dumb. Like, like get it or retire. Don't, don't just don't try. Just don't try to find a loophole because you can always come back from retirement. He can he can do a Brandon Roy, and he'll still be nice. Just just retire. Just take a year off. I don't think I don't think Kyrie really wants to hoop anyway right now.
0: I mean, he he treats it as a hobby. He said he is not going. We already talked about it. Remember when he said he's not going to be his life. He's not going to be anything like that. But for somebody that treats like a hobby, he be hooping. So I mean, if he take a year off, then albeit, but eventually, I mean, he can't just take a year off because they'll still have the COVID like rules like that that's they're making it a rule so he will eventually he's gonna have to stay permanently retire or he's gonna have to come back and eventually get the shot but then that goes back on his beliefs so it kind of puts you in a tricky situation Whereas, like Whoa. do you go back off your beliefs or do you get the shot and keep going like you know or or just ignore it and retire and just be like have your career be a what if what are his beliefs though that's a good question. you have to ask Kyrie.
1: All right, let me tweet this nigga, man.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm sure he, that man, as much as he's done what's it called, he's posted plenty on his page. So if you just go to his page, you'll see that all all the things he said about it and everything. Cause remember he had that tweet that went viral a couple of days ago where he said it was like I'm protected by God and so are my people we staying together. So basically saying like he doesn't need to get the vaccine because he's protected by God. Yeah, he's so a real he smart he, guy.
1: Um. This this is my thing. It Once again, it's, it's, a lot, it's a really interesting dynamic for management. Because if, like, say Andrew Wiggins' case, right? Like, Andrew Wiggins' case is interesting because he's not really good enough not to get released or traded or some shit if you don't get the vaccine.
0: But I thought he would end up changing his mind. Didn't? Huh? Didn't Wiggins end up changing... Um... Yeah, um, Wiggins ended up getting the vaccine, though, remember? That's
1: my point. That's my point. Yeah. So he was forced to get it. Kyrie, on the other hand, he's talented enough to just cause, like, a little stir in the building if he refused to step in line. Like, that's why he'd be bucking the way he'd be bucking. Because when he focused on hooping, he's one of the best in the world. And it's hard just to give that up because, you don't know, like his attitude or the way he says things. But where I think he's starting to mess up is – I think he believes he has a little bit more power than he actually has. And while he may be at peace with having to retire, if he has to like go against his beliefs, I don't know if he's really ready. And I think he'll be forced to retire a little earlier than he planned on. Cause he got a lot of hoop left in him, but I don't think the league is wavering on this vaccine policy. You see in the actual workplaces, you see it being a requirement across state lines in some cases. So, <sighs> Hey man, at least he gave us the Uncle Drew movie.
0: Yay, the Uncle Drew movie. Yeah, you're right. At least, I mean, he, at least he, he'll go down. Even if he retire, he'll go down as the what if. He'll go down as he'll still be a Hall of Famer. He'll still have all those other things. But it's just, it just hurts. I know your teammates are going to rock with you. You're not going to. We obviously don't know what conversation they're having behind closed doors. But in front of the media and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, we're rocking with you. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't have to, blah, blah. But then, as you saw with it, like you said, like you saw with the Andrew Wiggins situation, he didn't necessarily want to, and he even said he said he felt he was forced to by the NBA and by the government and by all this other pressure. He felt like he had to get it, and it's kind of like, yeah, they they're kind of giving you pressure. Um, I feel like, well, what's your what's your mindset on the vaccine? Do you feel like they should be mandatory? Or you feel like it's still like it's America, it's your right, free, you know?
1: Um. Like, I don't really think they should be mandatory, but I don't fault companies making it mandatory for, like, employment, you know, because it doesn't really infringe on your right at that point. It's just, yeah. it's, the, it's the company's right to decide what parameters their employees have to meet, and that's one that's not determined by, like, race or gender or nationality, right? That's something that's available to everybody. It's at like every public and Walgreens and shit like that. You can go get it and be ready to work the next day. So, I don't think it should be mandated. Get it if you want to. If you don't, whatever. Uh, the, the science is out there. The news is out there. There's plenty of resources out there. I have it. Um, I'm alive. I don't have a third arm. I got three kids. I wasn't infertile. So, I mean,
0: what else? <laughs> but... I mean, yeah, I got the vaccination, too. I mean, you know, my mindset was basically like that military mindset. Like, I I don't really care. They're they going to do whatever they want regardless. And after being in that military, like, when it comes to vaccines and stuff like that, I'm just like, eh, who cares? Because you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew all the vaccines we were getting while we were in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because you remember BMT in that conveyor belt line?
1: Yeah, and then just started yeah. shoving you in mass shit, but...
0: Yeah, and other, uh, that's that's that's, my that's how point. my mindset was. Cause I was talking to my mom about it. She was like, "Well, I was like, I mean, when I joined the military, they they told me to get in the line. They started giving me shots. I didn't ask no question. I didn't know nothing about it. I mean, obviously you can find out later, but at the time you don't know nothing. You just told to sit there, shut up, get your vaccine. But we, but at the same time, we decided to join the military. So there is that part." So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you're going, if you're choosing to work at it, like you said, if you're choosing to work at a certain place, and they tell you you have to get the vaccine, then you have to at that place. There's plenty of other places that aren't making you get the vaccine, so you can choose to work there. Just like you have your right to choose and do whatever you want as an American citizen, these companies have their right to choose as well. So it goes both ways. You can't you can't say they're stepping over your rights, but then you're not even giving the company their rights. Like they, the company has rights just like you. So you can't just, I, I like how people ignore that other part of it. They, they only see one side of it. And so I'm like, if you want to get the vaccine, cool, get it. If you don't, cool, don't. It's your body, your choice. I don't really care because it's not affecting me. But just don't complain about companies firing you when again, they have the choice just like you. Exactly. So and- going back to that Kyrie thing, if they if he chooses not to get it get it and he can't play any games, then in my mom like, I don't really care about you crying or saying anything else about it and not playing because you you're choosing to play basketball over here. You can choose to go play basketball somewhere else. You have millions, of dollars, you can go choose to do something else, and no one can say anything because it's your choice. You can do whatever you want. But if you're gonna choose to play in the National Basketball Association, then you have to abide by the National Basketball Association rules.
1: Yep, and the weird part about it is it's one of those issues where like players can't just like jump ship and go to a foreign league to like kind of skirt the rules because yeah. foreign countries are more strict than America about the virus and the vaccine. So, if it was just something that the government, quote-unquote, is trying to do to infringe upon your rights, then look across the globe and see what other countries are doing and just look at what America's are doing and tell me if we're trying to, you know, it, yeah, Ugh. Ugh. don't even get me started on this bullshit. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Go, Uncle Drew. So,
0: yeah, shout out to Uncle Drew. Game about getting buckets. Still love him as a player. Still, I mean, I don't know him as a person. I can't say anything to him as a person. I'm just like, just like, is your body your choice. You choose not to. Cool. But, I mean, I don't really got anything else past that to say about it. Because, like, I don't. It's gonna be tough. I'm. I'm, I wish I could see him play, but it's kind of like whatever at this point. You got anything else on the on that topic? Said what? I said you got anything else on that topic? Or you you good? No, I'm straight on that one, pal. All right. Well, I mean, this has been another episode of the Ath Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out.